Hey, this is Bill Sterling from BillSterling.com. If you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, if you want to significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to Sell Without Selling with my good friend, Stacey O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Today I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Bill Sterling. Bill is a communication specialist who has been working with executives, individuals, and businesses for over 33 years. Bill provides powerful techniques to help people to communicate more effectively. Bill provides participants a greater understanding of personal thinking, strengths, emotional intelligence tools, and most importantly, the practical ways to communicate personally and professionally to create change and get people to really listen to your message. I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation with Bill and I. We have a lot in common. We help people in very different aspects and we complement each other really well. Wonderful. Let's get right into it. Who Absolutely. is Bill Sterling? <laughs> Well, Stacey, I, I've, I'm a person that has pursued a series of three questions mm. in my professional career. As a teacher, when I was teaching anatomy and physiology, and I would always get to this section on brain and brain science, and I kept landing on a question called, why do people think the way they do? Mm. Of course, you know, Stacey, as soon as you start asking good questions, mentors and information just start showing up on your on your doorstep and what wound up happening is a really wonderful mentor who did research in brain re, uh, uh, brain research to talk about how to use thinking in the business setting and he worked at general electric and developed a wonderful survey about thinking preferences what wound up happening is i really got a good snapshot of the difference between a logical engineering type thinking and a social worker that was interpersonal and a person that's an entrepreneur that's very creative and risk-taking and a operations person that tends to get things done. And that's called the first significant question and the significant answer that turned me into a communication specialist. You got to know what to say to the person's vocabulary that you're speaking to, because an engineer is going to want to hear logical and rational words and thought processes, where a social worker wants to hear about connection and relationships. Yeah. There's just different people mm -hmm. and they're, and they're running from different vocabularies and they, everybody's talking past each other. <laughs> 
just on a, so an entrepreneur will come inside a room and say, Hey, listen, I got these seven ideas and start spitting out the seven ideas. And the operations person's going like, I can't implement, I can barely implement the first one in the next month and a half. And so it literally fries their brain. Again, they're talking past each other. So that's the first element is different people think differently. Mm -hmm. The second element is when I started the second question, which was why do people behave the way they do? Now that one's a little trickier because behavior has an emotional component to it. Mm -hmm. You got to feel something before you do something or you do something and then you feel something, right? So there's this relationship between the being part of ourselves. But Stacey, that's when mentor number two shows up. <laughs> okay, because then I ask a different question. Why do people behavior? You can get you can get some understanding from the first mentor, but the second one is, and the way he put it was very simply is human behavior behavior can be summarized into one sentence. And as soon as he said that, I was going like, okay, you got me. You had me at hello, right? right. It's like, what is the one sentence? And here's the sentence. Nobody says or does anything unless a need of theirs is being met by what they're saying or doing. Mm -hmm. So the focus is on what the need is. So right now, the two of us are meeting our need for contribution to our listeners. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. So what's our, what our feeling is following that energized, delighted, inspired, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling all those things right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because we're we're having to do what we want to do best, which is contribution, right? Mm-hmm. And and to create a a sales experience where the customer is having that same joy in working with us. Stacy, you and I both know this is true. We do not have to make 12 calls to close somebody. Right. We don't have to make seven calls to close somebody. Mm-mm. You don't have to make five calls. We're done in one, two, or three. It's it's done. They're closed yeah. because we're focusing on what their primary needs are, helping them to have compassion for their resistance to working with us. And both of us know that we over-deliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with high integrity mm-hmm. and from time to time under charge <laughs> <laughs> because we're already over delivering and we've gotten that person to have that two times, three mm-hmm. times, five times revenue generation from the money they spend with us. Right. Right. They're going like, this is the best money that they've ever spent because when somebody can close in one, two, or three contacts and is able to move on because they discovered that the person's not a fit, well, that saved a lot of time and energy. Yeah, You're not working through that. And now it's a, instead of a push sale, it's a pull sale. Yeah. And yeah. now they're wanting to work because they're working from the inside out and we're helping them to do that. Uh, to work from the inside out and then their lives are better because they've come in contact with how we're contributing to them. Yeah. So these really, really wonderful moments of how, why do people think the way they do question number one, why do people behave the way they do based on what their needs are? And this is the core of emotional intelligence, by the way, Mm -hmm. which actually I've developed a tool to measure that. How emotionally intelligent are you? Great. Here are these tool, here's these questions and how well are you doing on these things? And people go like, I thought I was really emotionally intelligent. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because you've got to be able to stare down certain conflicts to really raise your score. You got to mm-hmm. be able to stand there as, as many times I do as I'll stand there at a city council meeting and there's 250 people screaming at each other. Yeah. Just sort of got to know what to say next. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you got to be able to connect deeply with, with their upset. And 
yeah, you're going to get affected a little bit personally, but uh, per, uh, personally a little bit, you'll, you'll, you'll feel the pressure because you're trying to contribute to the person. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, it's still their suffering. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's still there. It's still their pain. So, so that is question number two. And then to summarize the Bill Sterling introduction is it leads us to a third question. How does a person's beliefs, biases, and fallacies, their coded message, mess up the communication and the conflict? How does it disconnect them from themselves or disconnect them from others? Mm-hmm. And there's many things, labels and diagnoses, blames and shames, <laughs> different narratives Mm-hmm. that disconnect and these coded thoughts or these coded beliefs that a person's not willing to let go is causing a lot of suffering and pain that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And then being able to step through that. And just like I said, you, you, you ask a question, you get a good mentor that shows up. It's like, wait a minute, I need to learn more about beliefs, biases, and fallacies. And not only do I need to know what they are, I need to know how to diffuse them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if somebody's arguing about the world being flat, well, I need to be compassionate to that. Right. I don't need to bring my book of facts, my research, my uh, like, yeah, that's no help to them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because <laughs> you know, the truth, truth is not helpful at this moment. It'll be helpful after I provide them empathy and compassion for mm-hmm. how they're trying to find their world and mm-hmm. define their world. But, you know, at this moment, you know, I got to, I got to use a different language. I have to be on a different frequency. Yeah. So this, is, so this is one of the wonderful things you do in the sales process or as you help people to move through the sales process, you're actually getting them to connect better with the, the heart of the message or the heart of the listener. And, and that's kudos in your direction. And you, like you and I were laughing about before we got on, you and I could talk for three days about yeah. What are the best strategies and narratives that are going to be helpful for people to get them across and, and, and create better connections um, in a truthful and authentic way mm-hmm. and, uh, and then really provide language that's supportive mm-hmm. rather than language that is, you know, that doesn't go so well. Right. So with that, that's a little bit about myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, just like you, I do a podcast and just like you, you know, we have our clients that we meet either individually or as a group and, or let our, our team facilitate. And, and these are really wonderful ways that we are able to pass on Mm -hmm. the wisdom knowledge and experience that we've gained over the years. So with that, ask away, because I'm I'm guessing your curiosity is going up and go like, you know, like, okay, what kind of trouble can we get ourselves into? (laughs) We can get ourselves into a lot of trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So, so uh, our listeners know that, that, you know, a long time ago, I was a DISC certified coach. I, you know, I, I taught DISC, I've used DISC. I, I kind of took all the science out of it nothing wrong with this. It's a great tool. It was just kind of one of those things where you ask somebody here, can you do me a favor? Take this 20 minute assessment. Let me print out this 32 page report and I'll get back to you in a week when I'm done reading it. That really did me no good. So I kind of like bastardized it, took the science out of it and just kind of, I, within, within minutes of somebody walking up to me, I understand how they show up in their world, you know? That's right, the worldview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a great um, snapshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then after they start talking, I then understand how they process information, you know, because now I understand the representational systems. Right. So that allows me to step into people's map of reality and speak into their listening. And it was really funny when you brought up uh, the one, two or three uh, call close because I just released an episode uh, maybe three weeks ago, give or take, called the one call close. So awesome. Everyone asks me how long my sales cycle is. And I go, sales cycle, I'm one and done. And they're like, what do you mean one and done? And, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the 88% closing ratio that I have, it, it's because I know just like you do, sales is not a numbers game sales is a science right and it all starts with the intention 
what is the purpose of you engaging with this prospective client? If it's for you, well, hmm, there's a fine line between influence and manipulation. And if it's to solve their need, want, and desire, then you're you're embarking in at a minimum a win-win, right? Uh, that's correct. That's right. That, right. You're you're at the minimum. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then, when when you do that, and then you use scientific scientific based theories to communicate with people, there's no longer a sales process. There really isn't. Mm-mm. No. no so really so yeah. so Bill, I'm curious. How did you go from teacher? in a school system to, to a, a teacher of human behavior to corporate America and sales professionals and business owners? Well, when you follow the thread, it's a, kind of a little bit of that Joseph Campbell's hero's journey thing. When you follow the thread of the question that you want to answer, why do people think the way they do? Mm-hmm. And that's uh, roughly in alignment with DISC that you were saying. I use a different tool, but they're, they mm-hmm. have compatibilities. Number two, why do people behave the way to do? And that's when I study with a, a mediator, an international mediator that would fly to war-torn countries. When you mm-hmm. ask about behavior, the universe just said, oh, really? Here, give take this one out. Mm-hmm. So I, I can go in through, like I mentioned, a, a room through, full of screaming people or divorce couples or something. I'll have them cooperate and collaborating somewhere between 13 and 17 or 13 and 23 minutes. I'll have them all working together, mm-hmm. you know, and people are going like, how did you do that? Everybody was screaming at each other. Well, I'm picking the right words mm-hmm. and I'm leaving out the hand grenades and I'm not rolling any hand grenades into the conversation. Yeah. A hand grenade would be like a label or a diagnosis, a criticism, mm-hmm. a line of defensiveness. Those are all hand grenades. I just politely, when somebody rolls them out there, I walk out there, I grab the grenade and I put the pin back in. <laughs> Good. So the, ro- so the room doesn't explode. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it's a little, it takes a little bit of awareness about when somebody rolls into the room a a grenade word like narcissist Mm -hmm. well you better put a pin in that because the first thing the guy's going to say back is no i'm not Mm. you're codependent yeah (laughs) so now they're they're rolling they're rolling another grenade in the room i better i better go and put the pin in the first one because now i got the second one in the room and decide which one which one do i have is the most urgent, the one that's mm-hmm. ticking, the one that has 10 seconds before it explodes. You know, I've got to figure out what word or phrase that is. Mm-hmm. Even, even something as a preamble could be a, a, a grenade that gets rolled down, out into the room. Mm-hmm. And, and the person doesn't even know that they're about ready to, you know, they, they think it's, uh, you know, okay to roll out a label or a diagnosis in a board meeting yeah. or, to bring out judgment and criticism about low performance. Performance evaluations, and this just gets into another whole narrative we can spend it like a day on, is you wanna write them from a place of observation. You don't wanna write them from a place of judgment or criticism or or labels or diagnoses, which is the way most people are writing them. They're not writing them from what do I see? How -hmm. could this feedback help them to do better? no judgment. Yeah. How can I drop, you know, the labels and diagnoses in my language, you know, and, and, and be able to create a greater connection and give the person honest feedback Mm -hmm. when they do something that doesn't work Yeah. and then not hammer them about it and, and keep them from hammering themselves about it. I love that you brought that up because that was actually the first road I wanted to go down with you. Okay, bring it on, baby. <laughs> so, so the first, first, I, I, I did want to bring something up. The reason why I brought DISC up was because when uh, I, I took a class with you, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, give or take. You know, I really, I, I really talk with our listeners about the importance of personal and professional development. And, yes. you know, I have made it a journey. I took Jim Rohn's heart 
words to heart when he told me to invest 30% back into myself every year. And so, I have. So huge. So important. And when I, when I sat in your class, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was seven years ago. When, when, when I sat in your class, I remember going in there and, and I have a rule of thumb. The most dangerous words in the English language are, I already know that. So, you know, when I, when I walked into your class being a, a DISC certified coach and uh, an NLP master trainer, I, I was sitting there like, and my number one rule is every class I go into, I go in as a blank slate. And I remember having my notebook, you talking, the person that I went in with, who was a friend of mine, we, we, we took your class together. And, um, and she's like, you already know this. Why are you in here? And I, and I just kept saying, I know nothing. I'm here. I know nothing. I'm a blank slate. I was so fascinated by your delivery system. Yeah, I was so fascinated. I mean, instantly you had us engaged. You had us all standing up in different corners of the room, which was a similar technique to what we did in disc and, and yet very, very different. Right. And, and it, it was, it was so beautiful to, to, to experience some of these aha moments and watch others experience it. And I say all of that to say the rabbit hole that I want to go down with you right now is you know, a lot of people have had the rug pulled out from under their feet over the past 10 months, right? In March, COVID happened. And, and when COVID happened, the momentum people had shifted. The reality that, that people lived shifted. Some people responded, most reacted, right? And the conversations that, that people are having with themselves are actually what's hurting them the most and they don't realize it. Yes, which is, I, yes. Yeah. Which is why I was wow. so excited. This is that, a great, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I know I, I, am, I am ready to jump into the deep end of the pool because uh, first appreciate the acknowledgement about uh, the, uh, the class that you went to because that brings a lot of that back. And that's the, that's mentor number one, which is in the disc category. The, the second question you're asking is how do we talk to ourselves and deal with our emotions and not be so response, uh, reactive to them yeah. and, and, and be, and be able to pull in the ownership and start re supporting ourselves in a new, healthier way and start to back off our messages that are coming in, that we're saying to ourselves that are taking us out of the game. Yeah. What right. people aren't realizing is what they don't know that they don't know is what is presented in front of them. And because of that, they're in fight or flight, you know, their primary primitive response system, which then puts them in reaction mode. That's and it's, it's the foundation of their neurology that has yes. them reacting or responding to this, which mm -hmm. then, as you and I talked earlier, the itty bitty shitty committee gets triggered. Yes. The, yes. I don't know what to do. I can't do. I fill in the blank. All of all the BS. Sentences. Yeah. All the BS, <laughs> all the lies. What advice can you share with these people who are stuck, who are stagnant, who who are in no movement and don't understand why, because they've convinced themselves they can't. Well, I feel appreciative because of your question, because we're gonna definitely dive, take the high dive on this one. Mm -hmm. All right. So the first thing we're gonna do is we need to change the way we hear the word no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. And with the, the way we ch to, to change the word no is we change the word no by looking at the word no, if we're saying it inside ourselves or if somebody is saying it to us mm -hmm. and um, change the frequency of it because every word and phrase has a subtext to it. For all those who are, are just listening to the audio, I have one hand as, <laughs> as, this, as the context up here, and then there's a subtext here. Yeah. No is a context word. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Underneath that word is the word we need, which is a subtext word. So what is the subtext word for the word no? Well, the subtext word for the word no is the word choice. So if I say to my friend, Stacy, Stacy, I have this, I need an investment. I have a need of an investment for $50,000. Would you be willing to invest? Go ahead and say the word no to me and watch what happens. Nope. <laughs> so Stacy, it sounds like you're going to choose to spend the money elsewhere. Is that correct? Mm, probably. Yeah. Yes. So all of a sudden <laughs> I changed the no. Now I got to find out the good reason why Yep. She's spending the money elsewhere because she doesn't know I have $100,000 waiting for her mm-hmm. off of the $50,000 investment. I'm going to yeah. give her $150,000 back. That number might come out really a lot quicker. She goes, wait a minute. Maybe I don't want to put it over here. I'll put it with you because you're going to give me three times the amount back. Yeah, great example. So then the underneath the word no is the word choice. Mm-hmm. And when we look at certain phrases like I can't, or it's impossible, or whatever the sentence, I don't have enough, whatever it is. We've got to start applying choice, phraseology, to where we would like to go. I would like to choose. I'd like to choose to experience $1,000 a week to get myself out until I get back on my feet again. Why a thousand dollars a week? Well, I can get my need for shelter met and I can get my need for food met. And that's called two things off the checklist. Yeah. Shelter and food. Because clearly a $1,400 check from someplace else is not going to help us for the long term. Neither is a $600 check going to help us anytime. I'm Mm -hmm. just doing the government propping up of capitalism right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so we've got to pay attention to choice. And we got to lead ourselves out of the current narrative with choice. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody's a restaurant owner right now, they're going like, Bill, uh, I'm down, you know, 70%. I'm down 80%. This takeout stuff is not going to get me anywhere mm-hmm. in the long run. And I'm going like, yeah, I, I, I've got some confidence that it's not. But I'm guessing we need to choose to market or deliver your services in a new way, mm-hmm. what might that look like? Because mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm in a narrative of choice. I'm a narrative of looking forward and I'm gonna mourn the way that you used to work your butt off serving people at a table. Mm-hmm. But I'm also gonna figure out how to empower you to get 10 delivering people on board and managing that enthusiastic team in order to get your product or service to somebody's doorstep. Now, so I'd like to I I'd like to add something to that real quick. Please. So sure. so first and foremost when you ask someone like me that question about $50,000 the first thing that goes through my through my mind is never know. See because I believe in investing money, I don't believe in spending money. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll spend money if it's an investment in myself. Like I go, I go to Maui two weeks every year. We, 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 we take several vacations in a year. And for me, that's not spending money. It's, it's investing money in my well-being. Oh, I, absolutely. Yep. I say all of that to say, when I get asked a question like that, the first thing that goes through my mind is what kind of investment is this? So dependent upon the response somebody gives you, tells you if they've got an open mindset or a closed mindset. If they've got a closed mindset, you're going to approach this with a series of questions to find out what it is they don't know that they don't know, the belief foundation and the neurology that they have connected to that closed mindset. Because it's closed, you're obviously walking a thin line between almost triggering them, right? Right. The open mindset, the open mindset, they're going to want information. This way they can make a calculated decision or they can make an emotional decision or a values level decision. So down that road, okay, because most of your open-minded people, it's just going to be uh, a, a series of interaction, a dynamic conversation. 
your closed mind people are the ones that that you're you're looking to expose that choice, so to speak. Uh, energize the choice to the front top of their list. I just got to get the need for choice to be above the need for safety. Yeah, there you go. Okay, just see how that changes the narrative to foot on the gas versus foot on the brake. The brake in the car is a safety device. Mm -hmm. The gas pedal is a progress device. Hmm. I always thought that was my safety device. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody now is clear about why your wiring is the way it is. <laughs> foot on the gas, baby. Giddy up. <laughs> Giddy up, man. Now, the foot on the brake, but at the same time, all of us recognize the necessity for having both things working. Yeah. Is that you've got to, when you're taking a turn, you know, foot on the gas happens just after you let go of the foot on the brake as you right. slow down to make the current so you're not flipping the car, blah, 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 or going too wide or whatever. So the relationship between our different needs, how do we meet the need for choice at the same time as meeting the need for safety? Mm. So now all of a sudden we're having a collaborative narrative between foot on the gas and foot on the brake. Mm -hmm. The habit pattern has got to change for yeah. the restaurant owner. The habit pattern has got to change for the retail person. Mm -hmm. The habit pattern has got to change about the delivery or the distribution of their product or service. Mm -hmm. So the habit pattern is, here it comes, is what the foot on the brake is. Yeah. So rewriting a habit from um, what the label would be as closed-minded or open-minded, it's how do we get a relationship between safety and progress? Beautiful. How do we nurture self-trust and trust with others? <laughs> oh my God! You see how 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 that that narrative That's helps huge. us. It's it's huge. Our our language it activates the 297 different neuropeptides in our body. Yeah. Our body's listening to what we're saying. Every cell of it. Every transmitted cell. through our neurotransmitters. It bathes that, our body. That's right. It's the reaction between the, we're going to both geek out in biology. Yeah. <laughs> it's the reaction between the molecule of emotion and the receptor on the surface of the cell is where thinking takes place. Mm -hmm. I just said a mouthful and you, we could, we, that's a whole thread of neurobiology that's showing up here, but the, the molecule of emotion is listening. So if you're putting cortisol or adrenaline or acetylcholine, you're going to get angry, fight, flight, and freeze mm -hmm. molecules and the cell's going to tense and go to shut down. Yep. Also within the next 72 hours, it'll actually make more receptors creating more fear, the mm -hmm. opportunity for more fearful, protective breaking to take place. Yeah, because inaction, inaction actually breeds more fear because your unconscious mind knows it's not doing what it needs to do to get you out of whatever it is you're stuck in. Yeah, that's right. It's not, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to like stare down the molecules of emotion of fear when the receptors is going like, no, I want more safety. No, mm -hmm. I, I want to keep doing things the way I want. I'm really mad and angry that I can't work as a waiter or waitress anymore. Uh, and I'm mad about that. Well, mm -hmm. uh, here you feel mad and you feel angry because your need for fairness isn't met. Your need for you know, uh, financial security isn't met. Your need for shelter isn't met. Your need for, yeah. you know, like all their identity is not met. Their choices are not met, let alone the entertainment business. We could go down any rabbit hole yeah. of an industry that's shut down being able to breathe through and provide ourselves empathy and compassion for the things we're saying to ourself. Yeah. We've got to be compassionate first. Um, uh, one of the difficult things is not to allow our language to try to suppress or override other messages. We mm -hmm. want to move through it by saying, yeah, 
you feel scared and irritated that you can't get financial security that you would, the way you would like. You can't get the connection with the customer the way you would like. Yeah. So let's see how we can get connection with the customer in a new way. Yeah. So many, so many had had that rug pulled out and what they thought they needed to do was change their goals because their environment changed. Reality is we don't change our goals. We just change how we pursue them next. Right. Yeah, that's right. And that's, uh, that's the relationship between what the need is progress yeah. and what the request is, is the, is the new way to pursue it. Yeah. Um, the habit patterns that you and I have had to change over the last year is I, I basically turned my living room into a film studio mm -hmm. is what I did. Mm -hmm. Well, when did I do that? Like a week in yeah. is when I started changing it. Yeah. I got like, okay, well, it looks like my need for uh, being able to uh, uh, connect with people doing public speaking is not going to be met anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So how is that going to look in the new environment? Well, I got ring lights. I got a cool camera. I got a cool backdrop. I can do it. I can do, I can back up and do a whole room thing here as if I'm in doing this whole virtual from head to toe. Yeah. yeah. When did I do that? Three weeks in, I had most of it up, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, with the lighting and things like that. So being able to meet the need for progress or need to need, meet the need for fulfillment of what I'm good at and what you're good at is, you know, you started a podcast, mm -hmm. you know, uh, over the time you go like, I got to reach people mm -hmm. and connect with them and contribute to them because I'm sitting with this wisdom, knowledge, and experience and these different ways of thinking that can help the way they're thinking. Yeah. And how can I deliver that in a new way? Selling without selling is a way to contribute and help people to connect deeply and get them to the one call close. Yeah. You know, reality is, re reality is no, no matter what degree of success you had, it's all attached to how you were imprinted, to your relationship with money, with others, with self, with communication, with emotions, all of that's been imprinted in you. And, and so many people, when, when, when things change and they don't have the neurology to change with it, they, they, they get stuck. You know, I've, the, the, the conversation I've heard a lot lately is how do I get motivated? Nothing's working. And, and I laugh not at them, just at the lie. Nothing's working. Nothing's well, what working. have you tried? Yeah. Oh, well, I, 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 called, I called my friends. Okay, so you've called 10 people and nothing is working. See, what happens is the language we use dictates the results we get. Absolutely. The physiology, it has to track. It has to track. As the, 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 our physiology is listening to our sentences. Yeah. Now, replacing the sentence, which is a context sentence, nothing works or nothing has worked mm -hmm. with the subtext sentence. You've got to empathize with that. It sounds like this. Could you be feeling helpless because you're not getting the progress you would like? Or that that is, that's the start of empathy and that moves the emotion mm -hmm. away of helplessness. Nice. Now you insert what would progress look like to you next? Mm -hmm. Now they're working off of what the need is. And now as it was sitting on the tip of your tongue, now you add the next sentence that you're sitting in is here's what progress would look like. Let them come forward and, and step this because Stacy, you have given people the answer to their problem and they've rejected it in the past. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Times. Times. And the reason why is because there's so much emotion on the front load of it. Cause they're trying to deal with the emotion. 
when we move the emotion away and now we ask them what they would like, they probably give us the same darn answer and then they'll probably, then they most likely do it. So, so it is, it is so important. And then also you had an add in, I I was seeing the plus on top of that, but it's getting the need for progress met and you can, and you can see. So what, what, so what wound up happening with that sentence? Uh, Nothing I do is working. Oh, so, so, (laughs) so I turned around. Yeah. So, so, so I turned around and said, okay, so the 10 people you've, you've talked with, uh, didn't work. What else did you do? And then they just look at me. They're stalled right there. Yeah. And then, and then the answer is always, well, well, that was it. So then, so then I said, well, did nothing work or did that one technique that you deployed with 10 people Perfect. Surgical strike on the word nothing. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite is when people say, I've tried everything. everything. And I go, Ugh. everything? Oh, so you called people in Korea? Well, I don't know people in Korea. Well, then you haven't tried everything. Not everything. <laughs> so, so, surgical. And I really appreciate what you're doing is you're picking on the words like always, never, you know, uh, can't, couldn't, I know very very dangerous phrase i know keeps curiosity you kill curiosity if you want to stab curiosity in the chest all you got to do is say i know yeah like well good luck with that yeah exactly because you're just buying your own reality you're buying your own failures you're buying your own you know (laughs) yeah so then after after i blow up a word and then excellent and then that brings realization to their front of mind I then go, I'm curious, what Mm. could work then? I know you don't know, but let's pretend you did. What could work? And then they give you like 10 different answers. And then you just (laughs) sit there in silence. (laughs) And then they go, oh, I think I'm going to deploy these new 10 strategies. (laughs) If it's their idea, it's brilliant. (laughs) It really, really is. And helping people get their tragic language out of their consciousness out of the mm-hmm. way because mm-hmm. the the label or the diagnosis the the fixed phrase globalized words uh, I, I have a whole slide on this and that's a whole nother podcast we'll do in the future is yeah. a, bring the slide up oh yeah that's true that's a good a good slide look at that <laughs> language yeah i've ran into that one. Oh, you should never oh i shouldn't have what's wrong, <laughs> what's wrong with you for uh yeah. you know i should have started earlier oh yeah. i'm too late to, you know whatever oh god oh god I, right. I, it, I, I laugh when people should have all over themselves i want to get adult bibs and have the adult bibs say i should have all over myself today <laughs> That's really, that's really good. That, oh, that's a good, that's a good parting gift for, for people <laughs> on a retreat that we facilitate. That, that's, that's a good one right there. And, and um, the many times the internal narratives are so yeah. difficult, is so difficult. And the, the metaphor and the story I like sharing, which is really pretty unsettling is it's uh, it's, they're talking as if they're up to the neck in a pile of crap that mm-hmm. literally there's their crap and their head is sticking up and they're in this pile of crap, right? They're in this pile of crap and they're saying, Oh, you know, I'm stuck in this pile of crap. You won't believe the pile of crap. Look at all this pile of crap around me. I'm a pile of crap. And you say, wait a minute, come out, come out. I can help you get out of that pile of crap. Oh, you won't believe the pile of crap. I'm in a, it's up to my neck. Look at the pile of crap. And I go, oh yeah, I can see her. The pile. Hey, listen, I have an answer. Come on out. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, oh no, but this, there's this pile of crap and it really smells. It's a smelly pile of crap. You won't believe how it smells. My mom did this. My father did this. My boss did this. The economy did this. The government's doing this. The education system did this to me. I, you're not, I'm in a, it really stinks. It's a really stinky pile of crap. But you say, no, no, come out, come out. Why are you not coming out? At least it's warm. <laughs> yeah, that's... I, I just it's that that's one of the that that warm word. At least it's warm is the significant indicator to tell yeah. you that there is a habit, a belief, a bias, or a fallacy in place. Yeah, those things are familiar. Mm-hmm. They're warm. They worked before 10 years ago when yeah. I was seven. Yeah. And 
it's warm and it's but it's and it's smelly but it doesn't work it's already the belief the bias is in a decay and once they hear that their belief and their bias and their habit is in a decay they walk right out yeah they're going like listen that belief is decaying around you that that belief of your job that belief of economy your unwillingness to be an entrepreneur when you're always meant to be your trust in a business or an industry where you thought it was going to provide you something. And now it's not mm-hmm. now all of a sudden peeps, peeps are just getting by. Now there are some people that are going to float with the $600 they got a little while and maybe the $1,400 that they're going to get they're, they're going to be able to, to kind of nurture through until they can get back into the job. But there's many, many people and at least in my worldview or that I'm experiencing Stacy, that they're, they're ready to say, listen, I need to rewrite this habit pattern. I need to rewrite the way I'm thinking about things. I need to change my language. I am ready for the upgrade. I'm just thinking about a client I, I was talking to and cause she's in straight out upgrade. She's going mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, all my parenting stuff is gone. And how'd you get rid of the stuff with my brother? And my yeah. career is turning around and I'm selling more than I ever did. I'm going like, how does that freedom feel? Yeah. She's going like, great, because it was freedom from her trapped language and her trapped decayed beliefs about the way the world was. And, and this is something that one of the great gifts that you give to people is going like, listen, change, change your narrative. Yeah. You know, so start swapping out words anyways. So that, that and that made, that's what makes it really fun, really fun to, to, to really kind of work through this and help people through them. What the people growth. don't realize is they are the, the author, the writer, the director and the Brilliant. producer of, of their own story. And, Absolutely. and, and they can change what they choose to put on paper every second of every minute of every, every hour, every, every sentence, every sentence. And, and it's yeah. funny, the, the metaphor you use is the pile of crap. The, the <laughs> metaphor I use is the jacuzzi cesspool. And they oh choose, my God, that's great. Oh and they God. choose to, to <laughs> diffuse the, the septic tank instead <laughs> of the lavender or. <laughs> so I just look at people and go, I get, I get you're in your comfort zone right now. And get this, the cesspool is warm because it is. <laughs> and 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 you've got the jacuzzi jets going on high and you've just chosen to put the wrong thing in your diffuser that's it's, all that's you know it. It, it and it all starts with 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 trust in self because if you can't trust yourself there's no way others ever can if you and, don't and, have a relationship with yourself there's no way others can and that's a cultivation piece yeah. that's that's a cultivation cultivation claim you, you, you have something that's successful, then you claim it to be true. Yeah. And then you build trust and then you do this. It's true. I can trust it. It's true. I can trust it. And that's the cultivating of self trust. A lot of things, a lot of times people think that trust needs to come from the outside, mm-hmm. but it's the cultivation of this moment by moment of, I got some progress on this. Um, I've got some movement on it right now. I'm, I'm building an online Academy mm-hmm. of, of videos right now mm-hmm. to, to do online training. And it's me getting out of my own way, but also getting all the things that are in my noggin onto the platform yeah. in small bits. So people can get these little pieces because this is where we are in the world uh, regarding knowledge transfer. Right. Yeah. And so we've yeah. got to get, we got to get better at it. So the, and, and, and what I'd like, uh, what, one of the things that I'd like your listeners to really grab a hold of is the difference between what you and I are doing right now and affirmations. And I'd really mm. like to separate these two things because, yep. because um, affirmation is a open-ended sentence that is one, and, and a, a friend of mine gave me an affirmation uh, calendar mm-hmm. and I look at it, I'm going like, yeah, that won't work. <laughs> I look at the affirmation. There's one sitting in front of me. I'm like, too general, not specific. Yeah. And there's no I'm meat. great. I'm great. Like, I'm great. I'm like, great. Like, and your unconscious like, mind's going bullshit. 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 <laughs> That's right. 
it's like because because um and and stacy this this is another one of those delightful moments where we can totally kick this into the future is is that is that when we're when we're doing a better job of taking the mistakes that uh, or the situation the circumstances and stepping through those things it doesn't mean we like it mm-hmm. but it means that we're doing scary honesty to it yeah absolutely and a scary honesty sentence might be to a person they're sitting there at home and going like hey scary honesty is i feel helpless right now mm-hmm. and i really need some support mm-hmm. that simple sentence can start them on the road to getting support. Yeah, because you've taken control over a situation you felt out of control over. Right, you're, we're looking for that key button of support. Mm-hmm. You're t- being honest about the word helpless. Mm-hmm. And then they, the, per, the body says yes. And then the word support just sits in front of you. What would support look like? Who could I call? What could I do now? What was the dream that I put on the shelf that I may want to start working on the, on the downtime? What is the, what is the, what, how can I get a group of people to get on zoom or whatever and move forward? Now, all of us have different limitations. It doesn't matter what level you're at mm-hmm. because those limitations are some people have a computer. Some people don't have a computer, but I'm feeling a great deal of confidence that our, that our families are are reimagining themselves at this moment going like we got to find out who we're sticking with here mm-hmm. and if you don't have a family then it's a tribe what community what tribe can i build yeah i need five i need seven people what, what are those five or seven that we can collectively work on doing something that is going to meet all of our need for financial security <laughs> all of our need for shelter or food just just to do the base level stuff, yeah, you know, and then, yeah. and then things will tend to go much better. Yeah. So, so Bill, I, I have one last question before we move into the next segment and, and, you know, I've said this several episodes, corporate America has been poked. The bear has been awoken. You know, they have realized very quickly through the course of this pandemic they can accomplish a heck of a lot more with a heck of a lot less, you know? So, so we're getting ready to see several shifts happen uh, moving forward. I I suspect there's going to be a lot more work at home. You know, I I suspect that, that people are, uh, are going to see a a huge level of downsizing and, 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 and I also think because of this, people aren't going to downsize their dreams because of it. No. I, I really think this is going to create an emergence of entrepreneurism, just like 9-11 did. Yes. So for, for the people who are finding themselves in this pile of crap, in the jacuzzi cesspool, yes. where do they start? Where do they realize that they truly do have all the answers and they truly do, they truly can step into empowerment. It's just, they don't know what they don't know. So what advice do you have to give to these people? Well, the start is inventory. Mm. Um, We start with inventory with, uh, Uh, there's two types. There's a doing inventory and there's a being inventory. So the doing inventory is what have I done and what do I like to do? That's the doing inventory. (laughs) What have I done? What do I like to do? Mm -hmm. All right. The being inventory is here are my strengths and my skills and talents I want to take out for a spin and here are my frustrations, the things I'd rather not do. Now there's time to do this. Mm-hmm. And this is a part of my recharging of my life whenever I make changes is say, mm-hmm. what's my inventories? Here's what I do and what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And here's my strengths mm-hmm. and here's my frustrations. And 
here's the way I'd like to experience it differently. So my beliefs have got to change as soon as I ask that question. Mm -hmm. My beliefs on how I make money, my beliefs on how I contribute to my clients, my beliefs have got to change how I connect with my family. I got to change my beliefs. So what winds up happening is, is that the, the shifting and the talent availability that's going to be available now mm-hmm. is going to be crazy. How much talent there's going to be available. Yeah. People are going like, I'm talented and I am ready to do this next thing. Mm-hmm. And I've made the pivot. Who, who's around me that's available to help me with this journey. Mm-hmm. So leadership small, medium, and large leadership is leading yourself and then looking to the people around you to say, hey, listen, I don't know what I'm doing over here, but I know you're talented at this, you're talented at this, and you're talented at this. Let's figure out how to trust each other. Nice. That's, I mean, my whole philosophy, stay in your lane, do what you do best and hire the rest. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. You want to delegate, uh, delegate your frustrations and delegate things you're not good at and things yeah. you don't like to do. Yeah. You gotta like, you gotta like celebrate now delegation, the, you know, it's, that's the word that the, the word that struggles with delegation has to do with trust yeah. and we trust in increment. Trust is a process. Same as truth. Truth is also a process. People think truth is a result. It's not mm-hmm. It's You got to find it. And then once you find it, you've got to find it again mm-hmm. because truth usually validates a belief. It doesn't val. It's not the truth, truth, which mm-hmm. is a process, yeah. which is a whole nother podcast that we can do. So <laughs> <laughs> around truth and trust, right? Yeah. So there's all these different rabbit holes that we're going to be able to look at. And I'm hoping that the listener, you know, you know, takes, takes a look and you can imagine when they do, and this is what our clients experience. Uh, when they uh, reimagine themselves and say, listen, I think I want to hang out with Stacy some. I think I want to hang out with Bill some. I think I want to hang out with the people that Stacy supports. I think I want to hang out with the people that Bill supports. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that we collectively start gathering talent, start looking to help people reimagine themselves for their entire lives for the next three to five year run so they can yeah. go do what they want to do next yeah it's oh, you and i've been growing people for years yeah. i mean we've been setting people off onto their own journeys for a long time yeah. you know which is which is a part of the process come hang out then be willing to move to the next you know and and what and, and watch what watch what can really really make a difference because because that is the thing that uh that we're, we're up to is, you know, how do we contribute, Yeah, you know, various different ways of thinking, mm-hmm. new beliefs, uh, wisdom, knowledge, and experience that they can hand to the next person, you know? So, I mean, as one of my colleagues said to me, he says, Bill, tell, tell me about their mentor, uh, your mentors, are they around? I go, no, all of them have passed. And then he looks at me squarely in my eyes and goes, oh, you're them then you're the next person. I go, I am. I go, <laughs> well, I guess I am. I got, I, you know, cause we're, it's up to us to take their yeah. wisdom and knowledge. He said, and you have people, you have a, you have your, you know, your stable of mentors that have contributed to you. And some of them are not around. And that means you're it, Yeah, you know, you're it. And it's hard to be it, but when you are, you're it. Cause they handed it to you. Mm-hmm. You polished it and presented it in a new and more powerful way. Yeah. And then the next person gets to take it out for a spin. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So Bill, welcome to the signature question of the show. Yes. And that is what is selling without selling mean to you? Well, what it means to me is uh, developing language that meets the purchaser's needs and balance with the needs of the vendor, myself, mm-hmm. I am going to contribute and their needs are going to get met at the same time as my needs being met. So it's really a pull sale rather than a push sale, unless both of our needs are getting met that they're up for, and they're going to be with me for a time. It could be yeah. 10 hours. It could be 20 hours. It could be a year and a half. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. could be a couple years. Mm-hmm. So uh, a pull sale is, is that they're getting their needs met by in the process of hanging out with me and they're finding value in the money that they're spending with me. That they're, that they're getting, that they're getting at or more than what I'm receiving. Mm-hmm. And if they're finding value in it and I'm, I'm able to contribute to them. Hey, I got filing cabinets of activities and <laughs> meta- metaphors and stuff to, to contribute, yeah. you know, and slides that, that create a significant shift yeah. within a short amount of time, significant. You know, I mean, so. reality is if, if people want to make shift happen, then shift has to happen. Right. I mean, and I, I say this almost every episode in order for the outer to ever work, you must do the inner work. You yeah. have to, mm-hmm. it's the only way, it's the only way shift will happen in your life, your business, in your bank account. So welcome to the random round, Bill. I believe that success leaves clues and and what I like to do is I like to extract gold nuggets from our, our guests so that our listeners can identify what resonates with them and then apply to sell. So I'd like to ask you a couple questions. First question is, what's your favorite word and why? Wow. as a word person yes sir oh man that's a tough one for me i think my favorite word is one we mentioned earlier which is choice but now that i'm thinking about a little further i think it's curiosity Mm. uh because curiosity leads me to a lot of needs and it leads me to choice too so curiosity is um and the application of curious is I feel curious about, hmm. which meets my need for learning, discovery, information, clarity, progress. You see, there's a ton of needs that are that yeah. are, that can be opened up through the word curiosity, and and choice is kind of like the execution of that. Well, are you going to do it or not? <laughs> you know, are you yeah. going to get progress or not? Are you yeah. going to get financial security or not? So I feel curious about what a seven figure a year would look like mm-hmm. would be a question that a person would need to ask. Well, if you're asking that question, then you need to feel curious about what a hundred thousand dollar month would look like. Yeah. Cause then you got to get curious about that. Yeah. Cause, Cause that's going to lead you to the seven figure piece that you just asked for. Yeah. So you got to <laughs> What does a six-figure month look like? And people might be rolling their eyes and going like, I've never experienced that. Well, there you go. Because you haven't <laughs> asked the curious question. <laughs> you know, to, yeah. Anyway, so that there's a, there's the short answer for that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. I, uh, our words are related. I actually did a podcast episode on my word of the year. Every year I pick a word and, uh, and my word is possibilities. So I think our words go hand in yeah. hand this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. My, uh, my next question is, uh, and, and I, I rarely ask this one, and I'm excited to ask you, if you could sit on the park bench with anyone, anyone in the world, past or present, who would that be and why? Well, the first person that came to mind uh, is one of my mentors, and I did get a chance to meet him once, and that was uh, Joseph Campbell, the mythologist. I think mm-hmm. I'd like to sit with him. Yes. That's that's the sh- the short the, sh- the short one, and then then there's other people uh, that would be on the list. Um, uh, the reason why I was sitting with him because the hero's journey was one of the significant ways that I've learned how to go through conflicts and, uh, and, and challenges mm-hmm. that I'm just a step on this journey. And it's so what it sucks right now, if there's a reward over here, there's a resurrection over here, I'm a different person over here. And it, it kind of gave a really nice roadmap. So that's the why of that question. Um, uh, uh, Gandhi would be another one because I do, I am such a peace cape, uh, peacekeeper and a a peacemaker as a communicator, as a high conflict mediator, which is one of my roles that I do. 
um, uh, uh, kind of say, Hey, you dealt with some stuff and he'll go, he'll look at me and go, well, you dealt with some stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a busy day at the park. <laughs> it, it, would be, it would be a busy day at the park, you know? And then I just love the entrepreneurial spirit of Richard Branson. I think that, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that level of, uh, think next, think open, think, yeah. uh, uh, plasticity, uh, and help leadership and give people points of guidance to grow things, mm-hmm. you know, and um, just uh, the courage that goes with, well, I think I'll start an airline. Yeah. Well, I think I'll start a, you know, whatever. I think I'll start. I think a I'll build a rocket. Rocket. It's yeah. like, what the heck? So Bill, (laughs) it's been phenomenal talking with you today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, if our listeners like to get a hold of you, uh, how can they reach out to you? How can they find you? The way they can find me is through my website, which is billsterley.com. And it's spelled Mm S-T-I-E-R-L-E. And uh, there, um, I'm, I'm within the next couple of weeks i'm launching a new website so there's some really fun things on there nice and um and then also they can uh, i have a podcast which is called purchasing truth which takes a look at how language and truth relates to each other there are uh, both business things on there as well as political things because we're dealing with a lot of political con conversations yeah. mm-hmm. that are in conflict and I teach people how to say, well, you know, the best thing that they could have said was this and the best thing they could have said with this. And even though that it sounds like it's a biased thing, it's actually not. It's about how communicate, how each one are communicating things to purchase truth or to move truth to their side nice. and uh, to actually have a healthy discussion nice. about how to get truth to participate in a healthier way than what we're currently doing. Yeah, phenomenal. I'll make sure they end up in the show notes. All right. Thank you. Your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.